Welcome to Ikoi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. This morning we want to look at the life of that man called Jacob. We want to focus on his role as a father to his children. In our passage, Genesis 49 from verse 20 to verse 28, Jacob is seen pronouncing blessings on his children. If you read from verse 1, you'll discover that it started from the first to the least. He was pronouncing blessings on each of them, one after the other. However, the question is, at what point did Jacob pronounce these blessings on his children? It was at the point of his death, close to when he was about to die. And you know that today, many parents, many, many of us will wish that we are there when our parents are about to die. Because so many parents wait until they are close to death before they begin to pronounce blessings on their children. That is not what God expects from us. That is what is the reason for which he's challenging us this morning that we need to start pronouncing blessings on our children. Every child has carried a destiny. Every child has something that God has proposed him or her to become. And it cannot come to pass until we begin to pronounce it, until we begin to build that future with our mouth, with our lips, with the words of our mouth as we begin to make pronouncements over them. This Jacob that we are talking about, we know he was a grandchild of Abraham. His father was Isaac. And Jacob grew up in a normal family, so to speak. Normal in the sense that his parents were, he had a mother and a father who were in, 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 in not in a polygamist home. And he had, though they had struggles, they had their issues, things were tough at some point. At some point, they were, their parents, his parents were looking or waiting on God for children. But he grew up in that home. And of course, we know that himself and his brother had their issues until he had to run away to his uncle and then he married two women. One thing I want us to know that is that this man grew up in a family that his parents, though they were a normal family because they were, well, not a polygamist, not a polygamous home, but they had a problem which was very, very fundamental. And that problem was that the parents did not do everything in their power to have a united, to, to make sure that there was unity amongst the children. The mother loved Jacob, the father loved Esau. And what is this pointing to us? It is pointing to us the fact that whatever environment a child grows up in will have effect on the future of that child. You know, psychologists talked about nature and nurture. The question they ask is, what determines a child's behavior? Is it the nature, the inborn trait, or the nurture, the environment? I believe to a large extent that the nurture actually determines more what a child becomes. So, you see, this man, when he eventually ran away and began to raise his own family, there were issues in his own. It is good to have good desires and good dreams about what we want our children to become, but desires alone cannot make those things come to pass. We must have, we must, we must make it work by having time to really work hard. There must be hard work. There must be collaborative effort on all sides. Like I always say, good children do not just happen. You don't just have them and you wake up 
and the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, those children just become good. In fact, one thing I have come to realize is that as parents, we do not know our children enough. You may think you know them, but I tell you, you do not really know them. Why did I say this or why do I say this? It's because many times when they do things, we get surprised and we are like, is this my child? It is God that makes a child good. And when we are also very hardworking, the Lord will help us. Jacob was a very busy father. He was a shepherd. And you know that in the house of Laban, he was always busy working and working and working and working and working. And he had no time for his children. So, when the time came, as these children were growing up, there were issues, which we see from verse 1 of that passage that we read. The Lord will help us as parents to get it right. Jacob, in his own time, was living in a patriarchal um, time, at a time where, where parents, especially the father, has a lot to do in the life of his children. But if you look into the Bible, you discover that all of the children, as the women were having these children, who, who, who was naming them? Who was naming the children? Was Jacob the one naming these, these children? Who was naming these children? Their mothers were the ones naming them. Their mothers were the ones. If you read Genesis 29 from verse 31 to Genesis 30, you discover that Leah named her children. Rachel named her children. When their slaves were having children, the women were naming their children. Eventually, when um, ben- Benjamin was born, you know the mother before she died, named him Benoni. But the father quickly said, no, it's Benjamin. That was the only child that the Bible records that he named. What a father. The wives were having the children and they were naming their children. And the reason why I'm pointing this to us is the fact that at this point, it was a patriarchal family. A father should have a lot of responsibility over the children. Unfortunately, the mothers were the ones taking charge. And if, if Jacob had been there, if Jacob had, had, had known the importance of pronouncing blessings on these children right from the time they were born, I'm sure they wouldn't have turned out to be, some of them would not have turned out to be who they became. If you read from verse 1 of Genesis 49, the Bible says, Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in days to come. And then from verse 3, he says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Now look at what he said in verse 4. What did he say in verse 4? Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer do what? Excel. For you went up unto your father's bed, unto my couch, and defiled it. That was what Reuben did. And the father at this point was placing a curse on his son. And then when he began to pray for the, the, the second and the third, Levi and Simeon, the Bible says it was a curse that he placed on them. He wasn't blessing them, he was cursing them. What did they do? I think Genesis 34, in the matter of dinner, when she was raped by, the she- by one of the Shechemites, and the brothers were angry and they killed the Shechemites, the father held on to that offense. I don't know for how long. The father held on to that offense. And at the time he was supposed to be blessing them, what was he doing? He was placing a curse on them. If this father had known 
that it was his responsibility to take charge of the lives of his children right from the time they were born and to begin to pronounce blessings over their lives. I'm sure these children wouldn't have turned out the way they turned out. Now, if you have 12 sons and three of them, in fact, there was one that he didn't, he didn't say good or bad. He just spoke about the child. Now, if three of your children, if one has 12 children or 12 sons and three of them are cursed instead of being blessed, or do not do well, or are not doing well, I'm sure that parent will not be satisfied. But here was a father who was supposed to take the opportunity of his going to his, 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 his exit. I mean, was close to leaving. Was supposed to use the opportunity to reconcile, to pray for them, to forgive them. But what was he doing? He actually pronounced curses on his children. And so... The challenge for us today as parents is that we must deliberately, and when I mean deliberately, I mean you must pay attention and see it as, it is, as a very important assignment, one of the very important assignments that you have as parents, to pray on your children, to bless your children, to, to pronounce that which you want to happen into their lives. We must bring it to pass by the words of your mouth. What are the specific ways to pronounce the blessings of these children? Number one, right from conception. And I'm sure this is applicable to those of us who are not married or who are still raising families. Right from conception. In fact, before you even, as you're getting married or as you're planning to be pregnant, begin to pray what you want to happen into the lives of these children. Begin to to make it happen with the words of your mouth. I'm sure those who are wise, those who, who God has given that revelation to, know what I'm talking about. I've met a family where the children, I mean, one of the children is outstanding. One of the children is outstanding. And I, I, and I had to ask this woman, I said, come, this child is outstanding. And she said, you know what? At a point in my life, when I, when I got close to Jesus, when I knew Jesus, I knew what I wanted for this child as I, as I became pregnant. And every day I was pronouncing blessings upon her. I was talking about And wherever this girl gets to, you will know that she's outstanding. That is a revelation that the parents caught early in her life. So for those of us who are still young in marriage, who are still planning to have more children, begin to pronounce blessings the moment the Lord blesses you with the fruit of the womb. Number two, at their birth, as we, as we give birth to them, how many of you, the day you gave birth to your child, as that child came forth, you began to pronounce blessing. You began to pray. You began to pray. You will be this, you will be this, you will be this. You see, these words are not empty. They are powerful words. They are powerful words. They are effective words that will happen when we, when we make sure we pronounce it. Begin to talk into their life. Speak into the destiny of this child. Let this destiny come to pass. And the reason why it is important is that whatever we do not, we, if you allow it to be like that, the devil will take advantage and we'll mess up with the, child, with the lives of our children. It will not be so in the name of Jesus Christ. Another way we can pronounce the blessing is every morning as they wake up. As your children wake up and as they greet you, good morning, mommy, good morning, daddy, the first thing you must do is to pronounce blessings on them. How many of us do this in our homes? That as your children wake up, as they greet you, you begin to say, God bless you. God bless your way. Your future will be bright. You'll be a success. You'll bring joy to me. You'll bring joy to your father. You know, begin to say all of this. You will excel. You'll be the head. You know, you know, you begin to. But some of us, number one, our children don't even greet us when they wake up. Because everybody is in a hurry. You are just shouting. When you wake up like this, it's shout. 
Uh-huh. Tola, are you ready? Tola, where is this? Everybody is shouting. Everybody is scattered there and there. So, in fact, the prayers that some of us manage to pray is in the car. Okay, somebody read the Bible. Somebody pray. And so, the day is gone. The blessing of the day has not been commanded on the lives of our children. So, let us take, make, make sure that as we wake up every morning, we pray for them. And, on, and then you can, you can also take advantage. For those who are not around, go to their room. Go to their room. Pray, pray for them. They are not there physically. But there's no distance in the spirit. Begin to pray into the lives of your children. Begin to command the blessings over your children. I know it works. I know it works. Because I'm sure that many of us have examples. And actually, I'm an example. I'm an example. I've shared it before. One time I was speaking with my dad. And I was asking some questions. And he told me, he said, he he told me the passage, I think Psalm 144, that I used to pray. He said, when my mom was pregnant with me, there was a, this particular passage was what he used to pray for me. I thank God for a parent like that. Number five, set apart a special day to fast and pray for them. Set apart a special day. How many of us set apart a special day? in a week, in a month, to fast and pray for our children. Can you raise your hand? I want us to specifically raise our hand. Okay, not many. And those who are raising, many of them are women. Many of them are what? They are who? They are women. I'm challenging parents today, and I'm particularly challenging fathers to, to rise up and take your responsibilities as the fathers of these children and pronounce the blessings that the Lord has assigned you to into the lives of these children. You can also take advantage of prayer gatherings to pray for your children. Any opportunity you have, wherever you get and people are, are, are praying for children, key into it, pray for your children. Pray for your children. As you pray for them, you will discover that things will happen in their lives. You have the responsibility to pronounce the blessings by creating with your mouth the future you want for your children. That future that you have foreseen, that's what you want to happen, begin to call it into, into reality with the words of your mouth. Some of you parents here, you, make, you need to make it right with your parents. You need to make it right with your parents. Your parents are still alive. And some of them have not been blessing you because of something that happened, because of something that you did. Today, make sure you make it right. If they are holding on to an offense, or you are holding on to an offense, something that our parents did, oh, they were not there, oh, they didn't do this, oh, they did this. Some of us are actually under the causes of our parents. They just made those pronouncements. Can we call them this day and tell them, Father, pray for me. Mother, pray for me. There was something we did during the, the, the teens program earlier this year. We, ho- we asked them to write a letter to their parents and tell their parents what, how, how much they appreciate their parents. And we also told them to buy gifts for their parents and then ask their parents to pray for them. Though you are adults, but I want to give us that assignment as well. Go to your parents or make a call to them. By the way, some of us, some of us, and I'm, I'm, and I'm actually focusing on those youth, not, not very, maybe those who are in their early 
30s, late 20s, who do not have any responsibility towards their parents. I'm challenging you this morning that begin to make sure that every month you send something to your parents. I've come to discover that many of us young people are selfish. One of the ways that we can get blessings from our parents is by being a blessing to their lives. They've sent you to school. They've played a role in your life. And if they didn't play any role in your life, it is your responsibility to begin to think about what you can do. You are, you are working, you are earning a salary. Do you give something to your parents every month? I've had to speak with some young people and they just felt like, uh uh-uh, what's the need for that? Or my parents are okay. Or what I, what I earn is so small. Whatever you earn, whether it's big or small, Make sure every month you have a specific amount you give to your parents. You know why? There is no parent you give something to that will not pronounce a blessing on you. There is no parent. I know whenever I send something to my father, in fact, the prayer, I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'll also be, be so, I'll almost say it, it is okay. It is okay. Because he will continue to pray and pray and pray. So when you give to your parents, and this is a revelation that many of us have not caught, which I discovered by interacting with, with older people, that many of them, it's not because they are hungry. Some of them, it's not because they are hungry. But you know, if your father can afford a slippers of 2 million naira, and you buy him a slippers of 2,000 naira, he will leave that one of 2 million naira. And we put on your own of 2,000 naira. You know what he will say? He will say, I'm eating from the fruit of my labor. He will proudly walk around and say, this is the fruit of my labor. That is what we are taught as, that is what is expected of us as Africans. We don't want children that are so, so selfish. They think about themselves alone. One of the ways that we have hindered blessings from our parents is because we have not cared enough for them. We care about ourselves, but we don't care for them. And parents begin to raise these ones not to be selfish, to be responsible, to show concern for other people, to learn to share what they have. I'm not saying that we put all our responsibility on them, but I'm saying just teach them to look out for others, especially their parents. And those of us who are here, you are holding a grudge against your child because that child disappointed you, because that child brought shame to you, because that child did something that you, you can't even forgive. This morning, the Lord is saying, let it go. Pronounce a blessing on your child. Pronounce a blessing on your child. You have not pronounced a curse. You have not pronounced a curse. You have not opened your mouth to say you cursed this child. But in your heart, you have not prayed for that child. The Lord is telling you this morning, pronounce that blessing. What do you want that child to become? What do you want to happen to that child? Pronounce a blessing. What difference would it have made that instead of cursing these children, Jacob prayed for them? Some of you who have offended your spiritual parents, And this is really very important. There are people who have offended their spiritual parents. By spiritual parents, I mean your pastors. Those who feed you spiritually. You have offended them. This morning, you need to ask God for forgiveness. And if possible, go to them. 
ask God. Ask them to pray for you. Am I saying this because I'm a pastor? Yes. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 4, no one takes this honor upon himself except those who are called according to the call of Aaron. If your pastor has offended you, even if the pastor is the one that has done what is wrong, you should not hold something against him. In fact, his ministry will not be a blessing to you. And if you are the one that has offended your pastor, make sure you get it right. This morning, the Lord is, is expecting you this morning to say something that will bring about a positive future into the lives of our children. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org I will